Welcome to electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others affecting your voting decisions. Here are your hosts for electionspeakers.com, Lori Schloff and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker and this is electionspeakers.com, the place to hear unique critique of the speaking styles of candidates and others who are part of this presidential campaign. And today is October 21st, just a few days before. What are we, about 18 days or 16 oh days? No, we might be two weeks, right? Yikes. Yeah, exactly. Two weeks two before. Weeks wow. It's days. hard to believe. It's close. It's close. Before weeks. Election Day, that's the time what? when all of us have to be out voting. So, folks, don't forget the date. Don't forget where you're going to vote. Maybe not close to your house. You have to vote someplace special, so make sure you get to the right spot. Now, uh, what are we, we're going to talk about that a little bit today, voting. And we do have guests with us as usual, and joining me as usual, from right to left around the radio dial, right next to me is my partner and professional author and speech coach, Lori Schlaff. Welcome, Lori. Great to be here, Dennis. We're going to skip the next person because it's somebody new and special. We'll go around the board, and around the other side of the radio dial is his professional speech coach, one of our friends, Laverne Gosby. Laverne, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dennis. Glad to be here. Now, we do have a special guest with us today, someone who hasn't been with us before, so we have a great opportunity to get some new insights from another professional speech coach who is with us today, Kristen Curran Fowler. All right. Kristen, Yay. welcome. Hello, great to be here. Oh, she's so shy. We'll work, we'll, 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 we'll work, work on her, folks. <laughs> All right, we have a lot to talk about today because we are very close to election time and things are beginning to change mm -hmm. in the campaign. And we're beginning to see and hear different kinds of communication. So, yeah. Lori, I know you've got some thoughts on us. Lead sure. on. Sure, I thought this could be a funny show. What do I mean by that? Well, there was a lot of humor in the election news. We had Joe the Plumber. Maybe you don't think that was funny, but I'd be interested in having my colleagues weigh in. We had Alfred E. Newman. Only kidding. We had the Alfred huh. E. Smith dinner starring both McCain and Obama. We had Saturday Night Live with Sarah Palin. And I'll start with Joe Biden's funnies, and then everyone else can weigh in. Joe Biden said a, a couple of funny things. He said, you know what we need, everybody? We need a three-letter word. J-O-B-S. Whoops. And then he apologized. <laughs> he said he had dinner last night with Dan Quayle, who, Whoa. remember him? Oh, he misspelled potato. the word potatoes. Oh. Yes, and the potato. other funny thing, I haven't really heard the analysis on this one, <laughs> but he said, um, everybody gird your loins for the election coming up. I have no yeah. comment about that. I have no idea what he meant, but he's getting commentary gird on it. Gird your loins. That's a very old comment of the, from the gladiators when they used to... When they used to fight, you had to gird your loins and, you know, your legs to be sure you didn't get hit in the legs. That's protect. What, I wish the, protect. Yes. I wish the newscasters protect. knew that because yeah. they seemed to think it was somehow, you know, I won't go there. No, no, Alrighty. gird your loins. Okay, everybody. Protect. <clears throat> All right, does anyone else want to weigh in on anything funny that happened this week? Saturday Night Live, anything, any commentary, maybe it's not a funny commentary about Joe the Plumber, but... Kind of look, Joe the Plumber's I, I, a funny thing happening. Let's talk about Joe the Plumber, because that yeah. sort of happened earlier on mm -hmm. in the week, and it, it's something that's been with us. And it was so amazing to me that, uh, first of all, it got mentioned at all. Uh, it, it was introduced, as, the listeners, as you know, was introduced to, during the debate, the last presidential debate, when John McCain talked about uh, Barack Obama's uh, uh, interaction with a guy named Joe. And I don't even know if I can say his last name. Wurlisbacher, I guess it is, that's something good. like that. But he called <laughs> him Joe good. the Plumber. Okay? 
right. he called him Joe the Plumber. I think 26 times we heard that in the debate. 26 times between the two of them, they said the term Joe the Plumber. Now, since that time, we've probably heard it 2,600 times. It's been a lot. I thought that the whole refer I think that the whole reference to Joe the Plumber has kind of worn itself mm. out. And the phrasing, the, the term Joe the Plumber, is not only not funny anymore, I think it's beginning to have a negative connotation at this point. Hmm. Okay, well, so people are... Yeah, I felt like Joe the Plumber, in a way, got rimmed a lot. And I did feel sorry for him if he was an average... Oh, I hate to say it, an average Joe. Oh, boy. I'm going to kick yeah, myself. Yeah, I think yeah. it's been a real sport because he got thrown into this just yeah. because he asked a question. And he's been on a lot of talk shows. He's done a great job, in my opinion. Even when he was on Fox News on Saturday night, he uh, was going with one subject and he said, oh, I forgot my train of thought. You know, and everybody, nobody yeah, was concerned. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. went to a commercial and oh, came back okay. and started going. Oh, he, was on, he was on with Huckabee on Huckabee's Correct, show. Correct, on that show. And he yes. had his son mm -hmm. on. And he had his son and dad. And uh, I, thought he, I thought he did a pretty nice job, considering the guy's not a professional. He did a pretty nice job of he holding did. himself together there. But mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. I think he wishes at this point now his 15 minutes of fame had stopped at 15 minutes and not gone on yeah. to mm -hmm. a half yep. hour. He's yeah. sort of tired of it now. Yeah. yeah. At the Alfred East Smith dinner. Uh, the goal was to be funny. So, so Kristen Kerr and Fall, I wanted you to weigh in. Who's the funnier candidate? Sounds like a funny question to ask, really. Well, I thought they did, they, they both did a great job overall. Mm -hmm. I found that on delivery end, that Obama seemed a bit, a bit smoother. A bit smoother in his, his overall delivery and the way he sounded. Uh, and even, I know this is, uh, we do not talk about content, mm -hmm. but I will say his humor I found to be a, a bit funnier at times. I thought he was, uh, some of the jokes were, uh, he, he wasn't scared to make fun of himself. Mm -hmm. Oh, he had the I thought he had the best line of all when he started off saying, you know, I didn't expect to be here, and certainly don't expect to see somebody like me, the Alfred E. Smith Maybe I was only elected, uh, ch chosen to come here because I have ears like Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, he does. He does self-deprecate. Christian, the self-deprecating when people put themselves down mm -hmm. is that good or bad? I, like putting your ears down. It, or? It, it depends. Yeah, I really do think it depends. Uh, mm -hmm. In the, in that forum, I thought it was appropriate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In not in every presentation, in every speech, it's not going to be appropriate. It depends on who the speaker is, who their listeners are, the content, all that, all that stuff. But really, I thought he did the better job of using that type of humor than John McCain did. Mm -hmm. Really, he he made not not only fun of his ears, his name. Yeah, I mean, and and, yeah. and when they talked about his yeah. um, his I guess the best characteristics and the worst his worst characteristics of himself, he said something about um, and you know, I'm just too awesome. I right. Do I don't know. That rubbed me the wrong way. Just, but because making fun of himself. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone He's, puts yes. him on that pedestal. Yes, you're absolutely... <laughs> you know, it's funny. Humor's really strikes everyone. So that's the one thing, because even Michelle Obama has called him a little bit of an egomaniac. So I don't know. You know, there is a fine line. But coaches around the table yeah. now, uh, when, when you coach your clients mm -hmm. uh, about the use of humor... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you coach them to use uh, any kind of humor other than self-deprecating? Is there another kind of humor yes. that's yes. well? I mean, it's Absolutely. acceptable as a from a speaker's perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. 
when we're telling those stories. Mm -hmm. The experiences. Our experiences, yeah. Absolutely. They can be very funny, and they don't have to be directly about you. They could uh -huh. be about someone else or something else. Okay. Mm -hmm. So self-deprecating humor, as good as it is, uh, probably worked. Would you say it worked best for both McCain and Obama during the Alfred E. Smith? Uh, I, Kristen, you you saw it. Laverne, you heard. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. what do you think? No, I, I, it was the occasion that that allowed yes. you to do. Mm, that's yes. a good point, so Laverne. That's, so that's uh, it's a great type of humor to use, but the situation has to call for it. Mm. Not every right. speaker can get away with it. Right. Because too much can be a bad thing. You know what I find, though? It does loosen up an audience. I it find does. if yeah. I begin, it can't be a crazy joke. Those days are over where you begin no. with an unrelated <laughs> joke. But if it's related to the topic, as most of the humor was at the Alfred E. Smith dinner, I think it can really work. Here's one that I love from Obama. You know, McCain keeps asking, who is Barack Obama? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really surprised he doesn't know. It's been on Facebook for years. <laughs> so there's a lot of funnies. But now you remember both of them, mm -hmm. in addition to the humor, had a very serious portion of their speech. Remember? Yes. Now, how do you think, was that appropriate, do you think, at an event like uh, Alfred E. Smith, which is designed to be funny, mm. uh, was it appropriate for each of them to, to put a serious moment in there, do you think? Was it helpful even? I think it went over well, and it wasn't long, you know, so See, people wouldn't. It was short. Yeah, both very parts. short. So to tie that in, yeah, I, I didn't. Okay. I didn't, didn't find anything It didn't wrong bother me. Didn't bother you, Chris? Because it, okay. it wasn't the majority of it. It was yeah. as as short. Yeah. Seems mm -hmm. fine. Okay. Yeah, it seems like w with the Palin appearance on Saturday Night Live and the Alfred e. Smith dinner, they were kind of making judgments, and I'm, maybe they even have humor advisors who tell them, you know, what lines can you cross, what can't you cross, how risky can you be? Mm -hmm. um, uh, McCain said, um, you know, Obama has a pet name for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And pause. It's George Bush. Bush. I mean, that was a good one. Yeah. It was, but yeah. he had a sure. couple of yeah. very good ones. Yeah. Um, he was very animated. I think this is the most animated we've seen him hmm. in a while. I have heard folks say that this was the the Saturday. The, I mean, the uh, Alfred E. Smith thing. Was that the, was the real John? That McCain. was the old John the old McCain. John McCain. I've heard yeah. the old. <laughs> really? There's the old John McCain. I just saw the interview that Harry Smith had with him on the early show today, mm -hmm. and he said some people are reporting um, at the Alfred E. Smith dinner the old John McCain came back, and he seemed uh, to acknowledge it non-verbally. He started nodding his head. He uh, smiled, and he said, "Yes, I've heard that as well." Uh huh. So there is a bit of an acknowledgement on John McCain's part that he has been maybe a bit stiffer mm. than he had been in the past. I think at this point in the, in the campaign, which is very, very close to the end now, at this point I think it would probably serve him well to show that side a little bit more because he has been cast by a lot of different sources, including some of his own, as being sort of an angry old man in some yes, of the debates right. and some of the interactions. He seems to do nothing more than complain and attack. Get and defensive. He gets defensive too. quickly. Get defensive, you know, his nonverbals tighten up, his tone flattens. We see that again and again and again from him. But, wow, we saw such an animated guy yeah. at this dinner. Mm -hmm. It was, I think, a refreshing change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great comments. Then he was on Dave Letterman's show. Oh, Did you see oh that? he was? Yeah. yeah. What was yeah. that like? You stayed up late, huh? Well, I watched it the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he was 
apologize and he said I screwed up when uh, he had to cancel the the time before. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so um, I think that went over well. I just uh, yeah, it's so fascinating from a communication point of view. Like the, the, the candidates aren't allowed to go to any extreme. So for example, the same criticism was launched against Obama that he's not open enough. You don't know enough ab yeah. about him. Um, so I hate to say it, because I really feel related to his grandma, because he's written about it so much, and his grandmother really raised him. This sounds really cold to say, but, I mean, it makes you sort of see his emotional side to realize that he's probably in significant emotional pain now, and he's running off to be with, not running off, he's going to be with his grandmother in Hawaii. Of course, and I think that know, brings out feeling in the American people. Right. The listeners probably know, at the time that we're recording this, uh, he has agreed to lead the campaign for a couple of days to travel to Hawaii because his grandmother is, is quite ill and he wants to be at her side at this time. Now, uh, is an action like that seen as positive or negative, do you think, by the folks who are undecided yet? I think it's caring. It shows that he's caring. Uh, I think it'll be very positive. Uh, there will be a positive view from um, Everyone, you know that. Uh, yeah, how could, how could you not think yeah. that that was a sensitive, right move? And I almost feel uncomfortable talking about it because I feel like, who am I to be talking about someone else's life and someone else's grandmother? I, well, but they yet, put they put themselves. Out okay, there okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure, so, sure. But I, I think it's going to be seen as it could be seen as either. It, it really, people are going to see it as positive, very sensitive, very caring, and that going to be those who say. You know, he's how many days away from the most important mm -hmm. election that we've had in history? How could he take several days off from the campaign? So I think you're going to see both sides. I'll be very surprised to hear, though, if any commentators voice that. No one, yeah. I, I no one will, will voice it. I think some people may think it, and you know, personally, shame on them. But it's it, it is a it's a, a a personal timeout for him, which he needs. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, with a family member. But there will be, I think, both sides. Yeah, yeah. Now, on the other hand, we have Sarah Palin in Saturday Night Live. Yes. Now, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, she was, first of all, courageous enough to be there, and yes. some kudos to her for doing right. it. And some take for it. Takes guts. Folks, some folks would say, you know, that's a lot of courage, given what they've done to her. So uh, I suspect... Each of those, all of our coaches have seen that. Can we I talk a little bit about that? Yes. yes. Two bits. All right. Uh, the beginning portion of the show, of course, had her standing in the hallway with uh, Lauren Michaels, the producer mm -hmm. of the show, and uh, Alec Baldwin came walking over, and he started talking to Sarah Palin as though she was <laughs> Tina Fey. <And laughs> then Lauren Michaels had to say, no, this is the real one like that. He told her it was the real one. And, of course, he was apologetic, and the first comment he made was, now, what do you think about this? The first comment he made was, well, you are, you are way hotter in person. Too sexist or just funny? Funny, but not, it's, not for a leader. No, it, yeah, it, I, go ahead. It, doesn't it reinforce some of the negativity around her? Yes. That she is a beauty queen that, I just, I, I, didn't, yes. think it, I didn't think it helped. I didn't think it was very funny. How about all the Tina Fey stuff? I mean, there's been so much that Tina Fey has not said it's sexist, but that has to do with her level of intelligence and abilities. What do you think? Help or hurt? Hurt, in my opinion. And and I, I felt that way from the very beginning because the remarks 
of course, it's a show, the occasion. They're supposed to be funny, but in a lot of cases, this is where people get their news, <laughs> and um, it wasn't funny to me in that yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. James Carville, the famed um, Democratic political commentator, said politically, he said it does not make sense. For her Did to do not it. make no. sense for her. To, he couldn't understand it. He was glad about it, <laughs> but yeah. and, and people yeah. have waited. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I read something. Yeah. Chevy Chase even commented on it. An old alum from Saturday Night Live. He yeah. said it didn't help her. Yeah, it didn't help her because she she just wasn't funny. You it know, wasn't funny on it. You talk about uh, waiting. It, mm -hmm. This this show had the highest rating of the last 14 years. Right. The show that had the next highest rating was the show that they did with uh, Nancy Kerrigan. After she had been attacked by uh, Tanya you know, Harding. Tanya Harding. Well, no, after that? she won the wasn't after she won the Olympics. She hosted after she yes. yeah. pooed at Mickey yeah. at, at, at Disney at World. She made yep. that inappropriate yep. comment. Yep. Then it yep. was high. Yep. And since then, there's been nothing as high as rated. Yep. As, as so what are we high. learning? And I said this from the beginning about Governor Palin. She is one popular lady. She oh, is sure. one, so so I'm not For worried, right but not not popular necessarily as a potential leader. She is popular. I think she'll be popular for many decades to come. She's going to be in some role where we're going to see a lot of her. That's my Lori's Lori Schlaf okay, prediction. But let me ask you guys: see a this. lot of her. For those of you who watch Saturday Night Live, do you think she helped herself, or she did not help herself by her appearance? But the way she communicated, you know, her content, did that help her campaign at all? I no. am a SNL devotee from day one. I mean, I know all the characters. I'm when a really was freak about it. I really love the show. And over, I want to answer your question. Over all of the years, they have always picked on, annoyed, attacked, whoever was in charge, you know. I, I once heard Lauren Green, uh, Lauren Green, yeah. Lauren Michaels, <laughs> the old, the old Ponderosa days. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Michaels say, uh, do we have we attacked McCain, uh, McCain, Palin, Obama? Yes. Who do we not like? We don't like anybody who's in charge. Mm. Right. So they attack everybody. So I, in answer to your question, I think she did not help herself by going on there, because the the the, the impression that's already been created by Tina Fey is one that's very negative. Right very she's she's dumb she's just a pretty face all this stuff and uh i don't think that that has helped her she went on there although she tried not to be dumb and just a pretty face that's the way she portrayed herself in a sense well i think the the skits that she was involved in especially the the news, the news. portion yeah. it just reinforced that yeah it just reinforced while she idly sat there and yeah. danced to it not at the table at the table she danced yeah. with her arms, arms yeah I just felt like she was yeah. reinforcing it. Right. I have an idea if I was one of the comedy writers. I, if I were on uh, Sarah Palin's team, I would have forced them to write a skit or ask them to write a skit about her high IQ somehow, demonstrating her command of facts, uh, knowledge. Uh, that would have been good. Not, yeah, but I, they didn't make any demands. Her. That would have helped that her. That would have right. helped yeah. her. And mm -hmm. I think right. her just verbally, yeah. non-verbally, mm -hmm. it would have... It just, We've yeah. done yeah. so yeah. much idea. more for her well, than yeah. what. Well, see, the fact that she didn't participate in those skits, um, I don't, I don't see that it helped or hurt her because 
she didn't participate in them. Mm -hmm. And it's still seen, yeah. yeah. Did, Kristen, you dance very well. Governor Palin. <laughs> you did doing such a good imitation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the news commentators told us that what was happening there, she didn't mm -hmm. want to participate because what was mm -hmm. going on. But, um, because she didn't participate in a lot of this. Mm -hmm. And then when she was interacting with Alec Baldwin, I thought that that was a little humorous and it brought some attention to her as uh, female and being serious. So I don't think it hurt or helped her. I think when any candidate is on, when they make fun of themselves, and this is going back to self-deprecating humor, when they make fun of themselves in some way, I think people find that a little mm -hmm. bit endearing. I do. And it's sort yeah. of friendly, and the guy's a good guy or whoever. You can you know, relate her. to that You can person. relate to it. Yeah, she relatable. didn't do that. She mm. wanted to play it fairly straight. Yeah, she let other people tease her. Yeah. Right, which I thought was poor judgment on her yeah, part. I just think it worked for her. You know, any candidate we've seen or any uh, public figure we've seen on SNL has taken part in yeah. that process. Right. I mean, Al Gore did it. Everyone's yeah. done it Back to, to a certain Nixon, degree. Back to Nixon, they all did it. And it does help with I can relate yeah. to you. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I see you're, you're human, which of course she has that average Joe Schmo, you know, Joe Sticks pack appeal already, but I felt she could have done more with it. It was, and it's funny, Dennis, you brought up something I wanted to go back to. The fact that when Alec Baldwin said the comment about her being hotter, yeah. Um, and then we see Tina Fey, who's also making comments about her in the skit. I wonder if we find it okay that Tina Fey's doing it because she's a woman, making ha-ha oh, on another woman, or here's a, a man making a comment on a woman. I, I just wonder if that plays into it, because I found uh, Baldwin's comments just not funny. Yeah, it, it certainly goes, if he had made those comments in anything other than a humorous on a humorous show, it right. would have been extremely sexist, of course. Right. So even when we coach our speakers, you have to be very, very cognizant of what is the environment within which the type of humor. able to make this yeah. comment or not. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, humor is a very big part of the campaign, and I think between now and the end of the campaign, we're probably going to see more of it. Mm -hmm. Good. But I think, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you, I think it's going to get, uh, what we want to be watching for as, as coaches, and I hope as the listeners, what you will watch for now is the, the, uh, the, the severity, shall I say, the severity as well. We all know about the sincerity. Thank goodness we have a lot of truth squads out there making sure that the truth gets out. But the severity of commentary, whether it's attack or defend, whatever it is, how severe, how intense do the speakers seem to be as we get near the end? Do they get more passionate about things? Do they get less passionate about the things that they're saying? This is what we'll be watching over the next week or t 10 days as we watch the campaign. And, of course, we'll be with you on election night. So uh, any final words on humor before we leave today, well, I had a little trivia. Go about right presidents. Okay, so I'll just throw this out and maybe people can email us. Which president was the fastest talker? Sort of communication trivia. And which president during his inaugural address didn't use any notes? He was considered very, very brave. His initials are G.C. All right, so which president was the, who did not use any notes? None. You've given a clue. G.C. are the initials. I think I got that one. And, and which, which president was, was the, the fastest, fastest talker in a political speech? In a political in a speech. Pl I should have said All that. All right, folks, you've heard the challenge, you've heard the question. If you think you have yeah. the answers, 
Drop us a line here at, as always... There'll be a prize. Ooh, a prize, no mm -hmm. less. Comments at electionspeakers.com. Mm -hmm. That's it. We get comments from all over the world. Why not from you? And now you've got a challenge and possibility of winning a prize. That's right. Comments. Dinner at, with Dennis Becker. Oh, wait. She's volunteering my prize? No, <laughs> wait. Lori will provide the prize. Comments <laughs> at electionspeakers.com. So we look forward to hearing from you and, of course, having you with us again next time and we'll post again next monday and then of course we've got the election coming up we mm. will be with you so folks if we uh miss you between now and be sure between now and then be sure you get out and vote that's the most important thing no matter which way you decide to vote be sure you get out there and do it it's part of the democratic process and we need you to do it we all do so We'll see you again next week, and until that time, this is Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening and bye for now. You've been listening to electionspeakers.com, a nonpartisan analysis of the speaking skills of major political candidates and others included in the 2008 U.S. presidential elections. Electionspeakers.com is posted every Monday.